You know, it's finally time that I think we've, we, we, we get all this, this drama out of the way. We settle uh-huh. things once and for all. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is about time. <laughs> Welcome to the episode that we are dedicating to our hashtag third year drama. Because that is literally what this episode entails. Man, it is so much drama. All the drama for your mama. And your llama. And your llama. Save it for your llama. <laughs> Hello, welcome to episode number nine of Jared and Al Watch Love Life Sunshine. I'm Jared, that is Anladium. Hello. And we are here to talk to you about episode number nine, entitled Young Dreamer. Because you can only dream when you're young. Yeah, apparently. Finding that out. <laughs> so, you know, like we said, this is this is the crux of the third year drama arc. And we're finally going to get a lot of answers that uh, we have yet to get. We've been hinting at for a while, but yes. have not gotten solid answers as to what the heck is actually going on. This is the time we have to lay all of our cards on the table. So we uh, begin this episode, and we're back to when the third years were first years, and they were in mm-hmm. their idol group, and this is when Kanon decides to quit, and Mari gets real bummed about it, but the the justification for Kanon is that Mari is basically turning down these opportunities to go study abroad, and she doesn't want her to do that or she wants her to go study abroad not to turn these things down and basically Daya is agreeing with Kanon so this is the end of their school idol group essentially mm-hmm. and that's how we start the episode very dark very and dramatic. they have the dumb first year sleeves they, they still have those dumb first year sleeves which for whatever reason they that school decides oh man you first years you have to suffer with these bad sleeves in your summer uniforms <laughs> it makes no sense like the other ones have like regular sleeves and these have like weird nose sleeve like it's kind of like a cap sleeve but not it's like they're sleeveless but like it's just like a very thin layer like a thin tiny bit of sleeve yeah it makes no sense it doesn't meanwhile the actual school idol group that we have in the present uh they're trying to figure out what they're going to do for the upcoming summer festival Mm -hmm. uh all the while, Chica's like, hey, man, I wonder why Kanon doesn't want to be a school idol or why she quit that. That's weird, huh? It's not like we're going to try and figure that out this episode or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, that's what they're going to do. It is. So basically, uh, Chica gets it in her mind that she has to figure this out, and the rest of the girls just go along with her. And one of the people they decide to interrogate about, you know, maybe they can figure out what happened is, uh, well... Ruby is sisters with Daya, so mm-hmm. maybe she knows something that, you know, happened here. And Ruby's like, no! <laughs> oh yeah, this is when she tries to run away, and then Yoshiko runs after her, puts her in an abdominal stretch. It's like, I yeah. got her. <laughs> <laughs> Which that makes me just think that, like, Yoshiko is like a closet pro wrestling fan, and that makes me like her even more. Nice. It makes sense. Doesn't she do that, like, super different like the two times that she does this yes in the episode yeah yeah like that that's not somebody that like and that's not something that a normal human being would know that's a very specific hold 
It is. So <laughs> it's real goofy. She she grabs her and brings her back, and then Ruby reveals that she remembers that Daya and Kanan were having a conversation at one point, and basically the gist is that Daya and Kanan are not the ones that are running away, despite what Mari's saying. And everyone's like, hmm, what does that mean? We should now investigate. <laughs> So the, the way they decide to investigate is by waking up extremely early and tailing Kanon while she goes on one of her runs. <laughs> Watching her dance. And I believe this is the point where Hanamaru is like, who in, who in their right mind would get up this early? <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> this is perfect. But yeah, we see Kanon do some dancing at the top of like the, the shrine area. And then Mari confronts her about Kanon's coming back to school. And... Mari's just like, oh, since you're coming back to school, you should go help the girls be at school idol again. And Conan's like, no, I don't wanna. You just don't understand me. You don't understand me, Mari. So they get into another fight and then go their separate ways. And the girls of Aqua are just like, what is up with these these third years and their drama? <laughs> it's so dramatic. Like, really. And at, the, at by the point that we got like to the midpoint of this episode, I'm like, all right, dudes, get it together. <laughs> so after that, I wanted to put them in like a, a wrestling chokehold and be like, all right, make up. <laughs> so after that, we go back to school because it's still a school day. And yeah. uh, the, the second years are just hanging out on like a balcony, just chilling. And then they you. they see this like this uniform or like this dress just fall from the sky that makes you always like about to jump off the balcony no the uniform (laughs) they have to hold her legs to keep her on there and they realize that diane or yeah or uh conan and mari are having another argument in the in their homeroom because mari brought the the dress and was like be an idol again conan's like no (laughs) fight and diane's just like standing there like i don't know what to do so chica is at this point (laughs) Yeah, Chica loses it. I mean, um, Chica, because they say something about Chica, like that they can't be like Chica or something. No, it, I, I think it's that, and also when she goes up there to confront them, to like she's like the the third year's like, this is none of your business, and she's yeah. like, you, it's not. <laughs> yeah, Chica just like goes ham on them. She's like, all right, basically, Chica does what I wanted to do. She's like. <laughs> Settle this now. You're coming to the club room. We are airing out all of our grievances. This is happening. There is no argument. This is not a request. You're doing this after school. Be there. I feel like Yo the entire time just sitting there like petting the new uniform dress thing that she's obtained. It's okay. You're fine. You're fine. That's one of my favorite things about her character is how obsessed she is with like outfits. It's great. Like not outfits in general. Like it's not fashion that she's into. She just like costumes, dressing up, uniforms, that kind of stuff. I think that's so cute. Maybe not jump off the balcony, (laughs) but it's cute. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta go for your your goals, your for your loves. Reach for your dreams. Reach for man. your dreams. If that means almost falling off of your school building. <laughs> sure. Why not? So uh, we go. We go after school, and the third years are now in the club room, and we're gonna try and air out our grievances. Kanon uh, continues to deny the fact that you know she's running away, and that the reason that she quit was because she couldn't sing in Tokyo, and she didn't want to be a school idol after that. And 
all that sort of stuff. Basically the same stuff that she has been repeating since the beginning. Uh, eventually, Kanan gets mad and and goes away. And I think... Uh, I don't remember if Mari stays in the room or not. But basically, after that, uh, Daya is still in there. And then she has like this weird look on her face like, I know what's happening, but I can't tell you. <laughs> and the other girl's like, you know what's up. You better tell us. <laughs> Spill it, sister. Spill the beans. Uh, so this is where Daya reveals that prior to their performance, Mari got injured. She like twisted her ankle or something happened to it. And she had a bum ankle, and but she was she was still going to press on and perform. She was like, look, even if I'm injured, whatever, we have to go out there and perform. So Kanan came up with the idea basically to protect Mari by not singing so she wouldn't further injure herself and basically like ruin her ankle or something and or make it so that they wouldn't be able to perform regardless if she got further hurt. And I believe this is the point where like, because... I think she Dyer reveals this back at like her house, and everyone's there except Kanon. So this is like the first time Mari's hearing about this, mm-hmm. and she's basically like, "Dude, what the? F-? Like, why didn't any of you guys just tell me about this? We could have solved all of this if we had just communicated." Isn't it amazing how that's usually the situation? <laughs> this, like, wow, if we had just communicated, everything would have been all right. This whole episode just reminded me of the first two seasons of Sailor Moon Crystal, where we had this constant conversation about, like, why doesn't Usagi and Mamoru just communicate with each other and fix all of their problems? Because that would be the solution to all of them. <laughs> and this is the same thing here, where, like, if Kanon and Mari had just a simple conversation of, like, hey, you know, I just didn't want you to get hurt, and I I thought it'd be better if you followed, like, you went and studied abroad to further yourself in a way, and it's not just because I didn't want to be a school idol, I just was looking out for you. They wouldn't have this beef for festering for two years, and to two where years. when they come back and reunite, it's like they hate each other. Like, everything would have been settled. <laughs> but, I mean, like, granted, the thing is, like, you know, they were first-year high school kids, so, like, expecting that age of people to have the wherewithal and the cognitive reasoning to be like, oh, let's communicate our feelings to each other and come to an understanding of what we should do as friends, you know, it's a little hard because, you know, high school freshmen can be dumber than rocks and not figure these things out because that, that age is real awkward for people. So anyways, uh, Mari runs out of Daya's house and goes sprinting in the rain back to the high school. And she runs into the club room and looks at, like, the whiteboard where they had basically had, like, lyrics and stuff up when they were school idols. Which, you know, remember remember back when uh, uh, the second years were having to clean up the... And they're like, wow, there are lyrics here. There were lyrics here. here. Now now there's the connection of who those Uh lyrics are from. I assumed that was the case. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, it... Duh. And they, but, and they and they start this episode off with all of them in that club room. Yeah. Or the, the third years in that club room when they were the idols. But, I uh, forget when we find out that... Uh, it's the, at the, the, end, of yeah, the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, so, Mari's just sitting... Or just, like, standing in the room, like, just dripping wet. And then Kanon shows up. And basically, Mari's like, dude, what the f***? Why didn't you just <laughs> tell me about this stuff? And then Conan's like, well, why didn't you tell me about this stuff? And Mari just gets so frustrated that she just runs up and slaps Conan right in the slaps? face. 
And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> calm down, lady. But like that's like the thing that like just like it actually does calm her down. She's like, all right, I've got my my shit out of the way. Like, all right, if you want to hit me, go ahead and hit me. It's cool. Eye for an eye type thing. But uh, Kanan decides like she goes to hit her, but then she has a flashback to like when they first met and like the first thing that she told Mari was like to hug her so that they would mm-hmm. become friends. And then she basically repeats the same thing, and they have a uh, an embrace, and now they're now they're healed. They can be friends oh, again. But also at this point, we get the introduction to the baby diabangs. Oh yeah, the baby diabangs. <laughs> oh my god, Daya had the most ridiculous bangs when she was a child, and they keep coming up every once in a while in flashbacks. And like these are the greatest. I'm so glad that Daya has these really terrible bangs. So basically, at that point, uh, everyone else I think has showed up at this point, and like Daya's like, "Well, now you got you have to take care of them, Chica." <laughs> They're your responsibility. All yours. <laughs> and then she's like, why don't you just come along too? Like, you're friends with them. Like, you would work here. You would work well with us as well. Like, you know us. And I was like, oh, no, I can't do it. I got the student council president stuff. <laughs> but then, like, Ruby's like, here, we made you a, a costume. You can join us. And then for the end of the episode, we get a new song. Yep. Which is entitled... Mizuku Dreamer, aka Young Dreamer. It's the name of the episode. <laughs> wow. And also, like, I know that again, I, I was texting him, like, I get the symbolism, like I understand, but man, it bugged the heck out of me that the costumes didn't match. Yeah. Cause like throughout the the song, they're wearing like their original mm-hmm. school idol outfits and then they transform into like outfits that match the other girls. Yeah. So it shows like we're not this idol group anymore. We're this idol group. We're united. And I'm like, again, I get that, but ugh, it bothered me. <laughs> also, I think they, they, this is probably not, yeah, it's not going to work. I think they had him like originally, at least they had one of the, the, like they had him like make like all the third years mixed up with like two other people or two other uh, members. And I, th- they at least had one of them, um, separate up into one of the the actual like subunits that oh, really? the group has. Yeah, so like when Mari was with uh, Yoshiko and Rico, like that's an actual mm-hmm. subunit that they have. Really? Yeah, they're ta- they're called Guilty Kiss. Why? Uh, they're the group that does more like rock fo- focus songs. Oh. I can't remember if the other two, like the other six, were separated into their subunits or not, but I I definitely saw that one. But yeah, like they uh. They get to do their magical girl transformations into the new costumes and all that. And uh, we finally have a full party. Which I do really like the the costumes that they all had uh, like by the end. Yeah. They were really cute. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, yeah, we finally have the whole group. Mm-hmm. And thank God all this drama is over because <laughs> yeah. the third year drama no kidding. was like <laughs> weighing on me a bit. And I'm like, oh, God, guys, just get it together. I will say there will be a brief instance of more third year drama in second season, but it's not like bad. It's more just like the third years realizing that they're third years and right. and that type of like drama that and c- comes with that. Um, and then we end the episode with like Kanon's being like, you know, it's real weird that you guys chose the name Aqua for your group because that was also the name that we had. <laughs> and then like you just see like Dyer's like, hmm, <laughs> that's wow, that's a weird coincidence, huh? <laughs> 
and then there's like a cut to like uh the the like the early episode when they were trying to figure out a name and you just see like her writing aqua in the sand and then running away as soon as they they come they come around like looking that way she looks so devious in that scene it's hilarious <laughs> so now we it's know- like she's like an evil villain giving them their name <laughs> it's true so now we know Daya was the one that wrote that in the sand because they had no idea who wrote it in the sand. But now we do. I had figured that it was either Daya or Mari mm-hmm. when it happened, but it was Daya. <laughs> it was indeed Daya. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, like the first like eight episodes is Daya just being a jerk, but also trying to look out for them in weird ways. Like a so. somewhat supportive yeah, jerk. Yeah, <laughs> the somewhat supportive jerk. Yeah, it, it- it's the best way to describe her at that point because, like, she gives him solid advice at points, but, like, she's not nice about it ever yeah. until, like, you know, she goes through a bit of, like, well, getting through all this drama. And then once that happens, she, she uh, you know, is a better character. If Mari is, like, the good cop, Daya is the bad cop. That makes sense. Yeah. Except for I actually like Daya. <laughs> so, yeah, that is, uh, that's, that's this episode. We have finally finished the third year drama. Cleared the air. Cleared the air. Now we have a we have a full nine member unit, a nine EO. Oh my god. We are we are full. We're ready to go. We're ready to to go kick butt. I'm so excited. Yeah. So next time we will be discussing episode number ten. We've got Stu Shine. Oh, one thing I want to mention is that uh, you now have a figurine of Lady Gundam. I do. Al Yay. magically was able to blind box Yoshiko from the blind box figures that are at a store she has near her. And now I have Chika and Yoshiko. And you have Hanamaro. Yep. Zura Zura. Zura Zura. It's great because it's like the jumping heart outfits and they're adorable. Yep. Um, so it... It was pretty cool. I was excited that that was the one that uh, that we pulled because that was the one you really, really wanted. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I greatly thank you uh, to the the crazy like Korean stationery store that also has a bunch of anime stuff. <laughs> no, as you, as you do, as you do, yeah. Um, so that that's the funny thing about this is that now, like, I recognize that kind of thing. I'm like, oh man, this is cool. I need to do something about this. So. <laughs> Um, like I, I knew vaguely what it was cause I know I'd shown you a picture of something else that was love live yeah. at one of the stores once, but like now I actually like understand who they all are and mm-hmm. everything. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yay. It's clearly my job to get you into shows that have just like a, a boatload of girl characters. I mean, that's the thing is that like, I, I'm appreciative of that because I like well-written girl characters and like, yeah, there's some drama bits here, but like there's a lot of great character growth and a lot of great like storytelling here. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice also to have girl characters who aren't like just perpetually like petty and weird. Cause that happens a lot in anime. I think it also helps that like the show doesn't have male characters. Yeah. It's all girls. Yeah. Which is also like weird because you would think that this is like a show that would be more like pushed towards male audiences. Yeah. But like, it's, you can clearly see that you can get it from like both sides. Like 
Like it's not just strictly just for like a male audience. Like you can get it for for both genders. Or yeah, any and I gender. think that's the, the neat thing about it is that like any gender can really appreciate this show because like yeah, it's got like some fan servicey moments and like usually like girl idols are marketed towards men. Mm-hmm. But like as a lady, I can also appreciate this because I can see like some of myself in characters. And again, like I really like seeing girl characters who aren't just like one note petty girls. Um, because like I said, it's kind of rare in certain animation to, to pull that off and to pull it off well. And right. Um, especially with the cast of like nine different girls mm-hmm. with very different personalities, very different like drives. Um, they're distinct and yeah. that's really helpful. Um, it's also really hard to write nine different girls like that and make sure that they're distinct in terms of personality. Very true. Yeah. So like I'm really, really impressed by this show. Um, you know, I guess I should have saved this until like the, the season one, uh, wrap up but I'm, I'm really liking this show i'm glad I'm into it i was I, w- I mean i was kind of worried just because like i wasn't sure if this would this would be a show that's like your thing or not yeah it, it, it's tough because i i'm a odd person when it comes to like actually <laughs> connecting with things right yeah so like sometimes i'll watch stuff and i'm like all right I, I just can't get into this but no i really really like this i'm, I'm enjoying it a lot so it's kind of cool because you know, in, in two very different ways, we got, like, some rad, strong girls from, like, Sailor Moon Crystal and now Love Live that, mm-hmm. like, they can still have, like, their, their traditionally feminine ways, but also just, like, kick utter ass and, you know, either magical girl style or musical style. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it. And I think, like, just something you mentioned a little bit ago about, like, how the show has drama, but it's not just, like... It's essentially, it's not drama for the sake of being drama, which is a lot of like shows that have a more predominantly like girl-based cast can sometimes kind of go into. Yeah. Like anytime there's drama in the show, it is to further develop like the characters, their arcs, the overall story, or just their development in general. It has a, a real important purpose whenever yeah. there's drama in order to like for like further their motivations, make them grow as characters, but also, like, if that drama didn't exist, they wouldn't succeed at all at what they're trying to do. Right. Period. Because they would just continue as, like, what they were. Yeah. And it also helps that, like, you know, this show does have, like, emotional moments and everything, but, like, all those emotional moments, I think, are, like, well-earned. Oh, man. So, I don't know if everybody knows this, but I have a um, a real issue where if somebody cries on screen, like, I will immediately sympathy cry. Mm. Like, it's just how I am. And so, I've sympathy cried so much in this dang <laughs> show. It's unfair. I mean, that's kind of how I am. Like, the first time I went through the show, like, it was, like, pretty much, like, every episode, there was just, like, a moment where I was, like, super emotional of something that happened. Yeah, it, I mean, it, and that's a good thing because it's showing like there's an emotional connection to these mm-hmm. characters and that we actually care. Yeah. I think it's rad. Yeah, exactly. Yay. Well, like we said, next time we will be talking about episode 10, We've Got Stu Shine, which is a bit of more of a filler episode. I mean, there is a bit of like a 
there's some development and like and a development to it towards a new arc in like the latter half of the episode but for the most part it is like it's a filler beach episode it's pretty yeah, yeah. it's one of those but either way we will do our rubesti <laughs> that's very true <laughs> So uh, if you would like more from us, go to seasonlemmycheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like the Season Let Me Checkup and Season Let Me Checkup OVA. And you can find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you would like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She has columns and reviews on her site as well. And you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash animecheckup for Twitters. So next time, episode 10, we're going to eat some weird looking food that has been concocted. Huh. <sighs>